It's been a couple years since I've been able to do this. Um, last year, I was recovering from a major surgery that totally changed my voice. Thank I'm so thankful to technology that I've been able to recover a lot of it and, and do this today. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm, I'm Ben Lascano, the student minister here at Shiloh. And uh, I just want to welcome all of you here today again. I'm so proud to be able to preach, um, not because I'm good at it, but because I love the students and I love the ones that we're rep are representing our grads today and their families. And I appreciate their, their parents who have invested in this church and invested in their lives. And that's what I want to see for years to come. So today I'm, I'm continuing the series on Don't Waste Your Life. By the way, I love a song called Don't Waste Your Life that I would love to play for you, but it doesn't really fit into this. It's by a guy named Lecrae, and one of his original songs, Christian rap music, um, I loved when I first heard it, and I still love it today. And it actually really applies. I should just get down and play the song and call it done. But, um, again, doesn't really fit this context. So I want to tell you a little bit about my life because it'll set you up for the message coming after. I start with don't waste my life. You know, every adult looks back at their childhood and regrets some things, right? Regret is a tough word. A lot of us struggle with regret. For example, when I was a kid, I really regretted, uh, looking back now, I regret how much emphasis, how much money and time I put into keeping up with the Joneses, trying to wear the name brand clothes, trying to look like I was rich. I regret that. It was a waste of resources, a waste of my time. And so today I'm, I'm, I'm here, hopefully I've tried to make that right. I look at other times in my life with regret, for example, just how irresponsible I was with my body. When I was 15, my friend Danny Clark got his driver's license and he was a few months older than me. And so Danny got a new truck and said, Ben, jump in the back and we'll drop you off at home. And I got in, I was so proud, uh, riding in Danny's new truck. He approached my house. His brother was in the front seat who I really looked up to as well. And as they approached my house, they said, um, they rolled the window down and yelled, jump! Thinking I was Spider-Man, I jumped out because I thought I could land it, and I couldn't. <laughs> and that was very close to wasting my life and ending it. But I'm here. Another regret is, as a kid, uh, I grew up really just protecting my feelings, not really wanting to share, not really wanting to tell anybody how I felt. And I look back now, and I, and I still struggle with that. But I regret it because 
it's something we should all do. We should be open with our emotions. We should be open with what God is leading us to say. I regret not being a servant. You know, I was really self, selfish and self-absorbed. And look, looking back on those regrets, I just feel like it was a waste of my life. But thankfully, it's not too late to make it right. God has given me today to not live in that, to live out of that through the Spirit. And the same is true for you. I regret a couple, we, a couple years ago, um, I thought, my mom and I were doing lawn work, and it was getting ready for my first surgery. And the bag, a 55-gallon trash bag full of leaves were full and needed to go out to the corner. And in the 55-gallon drum, they were sitting in there nice and tight. So I bent over and tried to pull them out and realized, ouch, you can't do that. And I regret that because, man, I paid for it for the last couple of years. But, you know, when I think of all of those things, I'm just thankful that God has given me a chance, a second chance, to not make the same mistakes. And when I think of the things that I don't regret, most of them are things that I chose for Jesus, for his kingdom. Do you have regret? Do you have any regrets as you think back on your life? I know if you're at between 5 and 95 years old, you do. And nobody's exempt from that. But adults, let me ask you a survey real quick. Just use your hands here. How many of you have your greatest regrets from your childhood? Raise your hand. Childhood. All right, grads, y'all turn around and look and see how many hands are up. Not many, but there's a few. So the good news is your greatest regrets are ahead of you. No, no, no. <laughs> to the grads, actually, the good news is that your whole life is ahead of you. Regrets and all. And that's okay. But I don't want you to get so stuck in the hope of your long life that you forget about what you have today. And that's what I want to focus on. Because none of us know what tomorrow brings. None of us are guaranteed even the next moment. Nobody knows when their time is up. So don't waste your life. Why? Because you're alive right now, and you have a chance to make it right. It's not too late. See, God tells us in his scripture that, in, actually Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you as well. What does that look like for a student that just graduated? What does it look like for somebody going off to college? What does it look like for somebody sticking around and learning a trade? The answer is the same. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That is what it looks like. Because if you are a Christian, you are living for his kingdom, not with focus on tomorrow or next year, but on right now, the moment God has given you. Doesn't that make you feel better about your regrets? 
Doesn't that make you feel better about your unknowns in the future? It does me. A lot of teens uh, quote this Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Why? Why do they like that verse so much? I know it's not just teens, adults as well. My guess is because of the word prosper, not harm, hope, and a future. And those are not bad things to have. Those are great, great things to focus on. But I believe that Jesus calls us to something else. Not to just live for the future and the hope. But he calls us to now. To focus on the present. You know, as we think about your life and as you think about your regrets, you might be thinking, mm, Ben, I've got too many. I've, I've lived a life that I'm ashamed of, and I don't know that I'll ever be able to accept Jesus, and Jesus will be able to accept me. That your regrets are too great to fix. And to you, I would say, that hurts, and I feel you, because I have been there. And it's okay to have pain from your choices. There's some things that have been done to you and maybe you've done to others or to yourself that you'll never fully get over in this life. I want to acknowledge those things. I want to tell you it does hurt. We do live with the pain of sin, but we don't live under it. No, Jesus tells us in this life you will have trouble. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Isn't that great news? The world is going to bring so many things, so many challenges, and even in your heart, you're going to make mistakes, but Jesus has overcome it, and through him, we are free. But doesn't that mean something different than what we've been saying? Is it your life? I want to challenge you that it's not don't waste your life, but it's don't waste his life. If you're under Jesus, you've given him kingship over your life, and therefore it is his. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that your bodies are, are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. There's kind of a dual ownership here. God has given us our body, but he expects us to use it for him. It's called stewardship. You are not yours. You were bought at a price. We are stewards of our bodies. That means that Everything you do, all your decisions, where you go, who you hang out with, who you marry, who you don't marry, all of your choices, your career path, that is part of stewarding your body to honor him. Now, there's going to be a lot of pressures, right? The world tells us that you should get a job, 
make a lot of money, get a spouse, get, have kids, have a dog, have three dogs, have the corner lot, right? All of those American dreams that we've grown up hearing. And you know, those are not bad things to aspire to gain someday, but they shouldn't be the drive for which we live for Christ. Don't get me wrong here. Jesus calls us to a life that's different, a life that seeks God's kingdom and his righteousness first. And that doesn't always look like those things I just listed. No. To not waste our lives, we have to be different. We have to hope for a blessing out of the first thing, that's seeking his kingdom first. And out of our obedience to him and that kingdom, then we will experience God's blessing. And that doesn't always look like what we've been told by the world. Sometimes blessings don't feel like blessings at first. I'm here to tell you that losing a voice when you love to sing is not something you would ever call a blessing. But it is now. It's, it's something that's caused me to choose my words carefully, to listen better. And I think that's biblical, actually, um, to be slow to speak, slow to become angry. And so God teaches us through pain, through persecution, through regrets, through heartaches and mistakes, what blessings are. And grads, you will experience these things. As we all know, with every moment, there are temptations and sin lurking around every corner. And that can be really overwhelming. But if you live for his kingdom first and his righteousness, then I promise you, he will add everything to you that you need to face those temptations and sin. They're hidden blessings in everything that God gives you. But can you trust me in when I say it may sting a little at first? So where do we see the heart of Christ? Because I believe that the heart, when you know God's heart, when you know Jesus well, you start to see these things as blessings at the beginning. Maybe God's teaching me something here. So Jesus gives us a, a lot of examples, right, of his heart. First, he says something, like in Matthew 6, he says, seek his kingdom first and righteousness, and I'll give everything to you. But he also models it, as we heard in Mark's communion talk. He models it by going to the cross. And that's the ultimate sacrifice, the thing that we all have to, as a church, as anybody in any gospel that we've ever shared has to point back to, and that is following Jesus to the cross. So what does that mean? Well, he tells us in Luke 9, 23, that means he, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Deny. That means it's not your body, it's not your life to the waste. It's his life. And take up their cross and follow me. Take up their cross daily. 
That means focus on today, not just your future. I want to invite the elders and the grads to come up um, and stand right here. We're gonna, I'm going to speak a blessing out of 1 Peter as we close. Let me get Aaron, Lily, and Timothy right here on, in the middle. And then the elders, just lay a hand on them or on somebody that's next to them. My hope is that as you go into your future that you will quote Luke 9.23 about taking up your cross daily. But I want you to hear this next passage from 1 Peter, and this is the blessing. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And this inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all these things that you greatly rejoice, though, now for a little while you may have had to suffer in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Thank you. You can be seated. So Jesus gave his life so that we wouldn't waste it. And if you're following him, what will you do with it? That's his question. Seek his kingdom first, and everything else will be added unto you. I want to invite you this morning, if, if you've never done that, if you've never become a follower of Jesus, that you can do that today. You don't have to wait. In fact, Jesus says, seek it now, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. We ask you to do that whenever we sing here in a minute. You can go to the back, talk to one of our elders or their wives. They'll be waiting for you. You can lift up your desires to be baptized or to just have prayer. They're going to be back there waiting for you. But it's not too late. I want you to know, no matter how young, how many regrets, how old you are, Jesus invites you not to waste his life today. Let's stand and sing.